All right, hello guys. Welcome to another episode of Lumia Sports. I'm your host, Demetrius Mason, joined again by one Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? And joined again by Dom. Triple D's, what it do? Yep, yep, yep. And last night, a big night of basketball. We had, I believe, what did you do? I mean, like nine or ten games, whatever. We're going to go over all of them and, you know, I'll share what happened. Very interesting night in the league. Um, let's start off with the Suns versus the Pistons. Um, the Suns end up being the Pistons, 109-92. Um, thanks, looking. Ah, and uh, in the win, uh, Jeremy Grant, 7-16. He had 21 points, but as we know, the Pistons um, just can't really stick with a team like this. Um, no real chance. They didn't have Derrick Rose. Blake Griffin only shot two of nine. You know, pretty much what he does anyway. But there was no our guy. Or was he? Oh, man. A lot of people missing in action last night. Um, anyway, for the Suns, Chris Paul, 7-14. He had 20 points, plus 20 out there. Devin Booker, 8-14, 23 points. I watched a little bit of this one. He had, like, 12 in the fourth quarter. That's all tax that numbers. Cam Johnson back on the bench. Wow. Plus 22 on the bench. 14.6 rebounds on 6 of 10 shooting. They started Kaminsky this night. He was a plus zero, mainly because Jay Crowder had a sore right foot. Um, Darnell, what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, we look at Detroit, and they're missing our guy. It was no Wayne Ellington out there. So they don't have really the shooting. You even though you had two from Jeremy Grant, two from Sadiq Bay, that's it from the starters as far as three-point line. He only made seven. You go to look at Phoenix. Phoenix, they routinely hit threes. They took 32. They only made 12, 37%. That's not bad. But, yeah, without having a full lineup, Detroit, they're one of the worst teams in the league for a reason, and they're going to lose a lot of games from Phoenix' perspective. It's interesting that Cam Johnson was benched. I don't know if this is the move that will get Jay Crowder into the starting lineup, but it's just interesting that they decided to go that route. Maybe because they – I don't know what the reasoning is, but I guess this is something that they're going to have to stick with going forward and see how it plays out because, like we've talked about on the podcast, him being in the – in the rotation on the, the bench lineups, I think it fits his skill set more. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dom, what were your thoughts on this one? Well, don't forget the first time Detroit and um, Phoenix played. Detroit actually won that game. So, you know, Phoenix came back here, and they weren't trying to lose this shit to these bums again. They weren't trying to lose them again. And like we said before, the team really, like, it's kind of a joke, but at the same time, it's kind of true. The team really does only go as far as Wayne Ellington takes them. And if he's not there, then they really are missing all of their shooting. And this is a team that already can't score. Like, normally, they'd be fighting with people, but they just let Phoenix blow them out. And this is one of the few games Ellington didn't play. But, yeah, you know, it's something that we've been saying the whole time. And I'm guessing that, you know, Monty Williams is finally noticing that Cam Johnson is a bench player and not a starter because when they were like seven and four, that was his role. They really started losing games as soon as they put him in the starting lineup. 
So maybe he sees it, or maybe when Jay Crowder comes back, they put Jay Crowder on the match again. I don't know what they're going to do, but it'd be smart if they started Jay Crowder. So I don't assume anything with this dude, Monty Williams. I have no idea. You'd, you'd like them to you know, start their best player. Who knows, man? Um, because, all again, <clears throat> make Cam Johnson a lot better. He's a plus 22 off the bench, second best plus minus on the team. But these are all things we knew already. So we knew it. Let's hope Monty Williams, 20 games into the season, can figure out. So all he had to do was really not change up what he did from the beginning of the season. Um, moving on, the Bucks played the Cavs, and they ended up winning 123-105 behind 33-12-4. Yawn. Honest. Um, Chris Middleton went out there. He had 15 points, five assists. One, two, three, four other players in double figures, including DiVincenzo. He had 11 points, 11 rebounds, six assists, plus 22 from the field. And Bobby Porter's off the bench, plus 17. And our guy, DJ Augustine, a plus four out there, leading the charge on one of five shooting. For the Cavs, Andre Drummond, nine of 19, 18 points, nine rebounds, minus three out there. Um, Sexton had 19, 7, 17. He was trying to do all he could, but hey, man, the other part of Sexland just gives you six of 14, minus 23 out there. Not going to be a great day. Darnell, what'd you see from your team out there? It was actually a close game for the first half. Cleveland won the first quarter, 33, 26, 34, 30 for Milwaukee in the second quarter, but. In the second half, and especially in the fourth quarter, the game just got away. Milwaukee proved why they're top three seed in the East and are going to contend for a chance to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think the game, the score doesn't really dictate the outcome of the game. Like, this game was close into the fourth quarter, but it got away at the end. But I think Milwaukee – David Tinzo was a surprise. He was playing the best basketball out there to me. And he only had 11 points, but just the way the team flowed when he was out there, you can just tell that plus 22, it really showed up on the TV. Like, he was getting rebounds out there. He was making the right pass. He was just in all of the right spots. And Giannis was being Giannis. Giannis started off slow. He left for a while. I think he got – I think he was bleeding on his leg, so he left for a while. And third in the fourth, third and fourth quarter, he just played downhill, got to the rim, did Giannis things. Nothing too spectacular, but he even hit a three. So it was just one of those nights. Mm-hmm. Dom, what'd you say? I mean, one thing we know about Cleveland is that their offense really isn't, you know, their offense really isn't there. So it really all comes down to defense and Giannis, and there's nobody on that team that can really stop Giannis like that because nobody there is really strong enough to hang with him. So Giannis is going to, you know, do what he do and get his 33, his 12 rebounds and everything. But, yeah, him and DiVincenzo, well, DiVincenzo, you know, making the right plays and, you know, really being the the facilitator for the team that they need, you know, that that just helps them out, so... It's not too much to say about this. We already knew Milwaukee was better than the Cavaliers, so. Yep. Yeah, normally in a game like this, you have Larry Nance out there probably trying to guard Giannis. He probably wouldn't have did a good job, but 
that will be the role for him. But he's obviously been hurt, dealing with a wrist injury. So shorthanded against Milwaukee, not too much going on. Yeah, because then Drummond could have just sat back and, you know, been bigger. But Drummond, if he's just going to go right by whoever else, and then it's Drummond having to rotate quick, we know he can't uh, do that. <clears throat> um, moving on, the Jazz beat the Hornets. They just continue to impress. They're now 18-5, and five, and they have a 138-121 win. Donovan Mitchell at 30 on 10 of 18 shooting. Bogdanovich just continues to carry – 31 points for him, 7 to 10 from the three-point line, 10 to 15 from the field. Uh, Rudy Gobert, 15 rebounds out there. And again, I mean, one, two, three, total of six people in double figures and another one with nine. So another team performance from the Jazz. They shot 52% from deep, 55% from the field. But they held off a great performance, man. LaMelo Ball, 14 to 27, four of nine from three, eight assists, 34 career high so far, 34 points for him, zero turnovers. That's for you, coach. Um, incredible game from LaMelo, and it looks like right now he is not going to take not being in the starting lineup well. Um, Graham, Rogier, did Graham get hurt? Yeah, he only played 11 minutes. Um, but, Dom, what did you see out of this one? Yeah, Graham did get hurt, but – now I see that they're trying to, you know, now they're going through with it because Terry, you know, Terry's here this game. So, you know, I don't know who else, if there was anybody else missing. Huh? PJ Washington. Okay, Washington was missing. But, um, yeah, it looks like LaMelo being in the starting lineup, it looks like that's going to be a role they're going for, like, now. But I, don't, I wouldn't have all three of them starting. I would at least put Terry on the bench. I wouldn't put Devontae on because he's like the least he's the least capable scorer of them. But I would at least put like <laughs> Rosier on the bench and like start Bridges or, or or even Monk. And then like I've been saying before, or like we've been saying, you know, start Bianbo and put Zeller on the bench. Even though Bianbo did have 13 going for six for six from the field. But I mean, Utah Utah is just a machine out there. Like we know, they've just been playing with each other so well for so long, for such a long time. So, you know, they already know their they already know the system. They already know everything that's going on. Everybody knows who's gonna do what. Joe Ingles came off the bench with eleven assists. And, you know, it was just a well rounded team effort. So they just they're just they're just doing what they're doing so far this season, really. Yeah. Darnell, what'd you say? Yeah, I think Dom summed it up pretty good. Like, Utah's a well-oiled machine. It's, even though they've only had Clarkson, it seems like they've had him forever, but it's only been like a year and a half, maybe two years now. But his fit on that team coming off the bench, he's in a defined role. Ingles is in a defined role. You want Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich shooting whenever time he gets open. It seemed like they were creating open looks over and over and over again. And when you got a team like that that's playing inside out and getting open threes like that and making them at that type of percentage, like not many teams are going to beat them. And scoring 121 for the Hornets, like had they not played the Jazz, this probably would have been a win and we would have probably been talking about LaMelo more. But 
Lamelo put up a good performance, 34 points, eight assists, no turnovers, which is the most impressive stat to me. He made his three-point shot. That's all you can really ask. Like, he put his – he had his full arsenal on display and proved why he was the number three pick and probably should have been number one if we're all looking back and being honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they just didn't want to make that – they didn't want to make that same mistake twice. Yeah. Um, I see why teams would be nervous driving LaMelo, so I'm not going to that. Yeah. Absolutely. One thing with the Jazz, man – This will – no, I was just gonna say this one wasn't this one wasn't all hype though. This one was the real deal. Damn Lonzo. No, Lonzo, Lonzo lit though. For sure. One thing about the jazz and everyone being in defined roles is you see someone who is part of the called underrated so much that they become overrated club. And Mike Conley just leaves them in plus minus because anytime out there, he's literally the third or fourth score. When he's in that role, it's when everyone's like, man, this Mike Conley guy's good and no one knows about it. Now we see right when he's with Zach Randolph and Mark Gasol, yeah, he's really good. We understand. And this is just another one of those situations, right? With Mitchell, Bogdanovich, or Clarkson out there taking the scoring load, he only has to shoot 11 times, just runs the offense, it's calm, patient. I mean, this doesn't fuck up. And that really is what kind of help this team as well with the Clarkson move. And for the Hornets, I think <clears throat> here's the thing. I Rozier ain't go there to be on the bench. Not on the fucking Hornets. He didn't like it on the Celtics. Not going on the bench on the Hornets. Yeah, um, I don't think he's gonna be able to handle that well if he does get bench. There's no way. And Gordon Hayward as well did not go there to be on the bench on the fucking Hornets. So and and the issue is is Graham, like you said, isn't good enough to lead the bench unit. Especially now if they're going to keep starting Zeller, which, again, we've talked about this. Dumb coaching decisions, what are you going to do? Just start beyond both to Zeller to help everything out. If Zeller's going Told to get you. bullied by every good center anyway, and he's not <laughs> rebounds, then what the fuck? Um, exactly. I mean, it, it, it'll probably be PJ anyway once uh, he gets healthy, so Zeller will probably get moved to the bench. I don't know. Can PJ but, get but then, five? But now the – but now the problem is who goes on the bench. Do you just throw LaMelo back on the bench? Because LaMelo's been playing excellent as a oh, starter. But then the other but then the other three don't want it. Well, like we said, Graham can't, but the other two don't want to be on the bench. You almost just they almost just you almost go have ahead. to bench Graham. I gotta trade Terry. Yeah. I mean, I that would be the easiest Terry. solution. I don't know if that's how likely that is. Terry, go ahead. I was gonna say Terry for Lonzo in the first. <laughs> I would fuck. I would love that. Go ahead. <laughs> right now, <laughs> put Graham on the. Bench. I don't know if I give up a first. I don't no, know if Terry. I don't know if Terry. First. I don't know if Terry's enough better than Lonzo for a first. They, they that might be not that a, much better. That might be just an outright swap. Yeah. I want something else. Terry and I guess you can get a second. We can go, we can go, we can go, we can go, can we, get can go Lonzo, we can go Lonzo and Melly. Y'all can go Lonzo and JJ. <laughs> Fuck no. Pass. <laughs> we got monk for that. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of plays defense. But not, yeah, I mean, as you can see, if Martin or Martin, these Martins, bro, why do they have two dudes with the same exact? 
Caleb Martin. They're twins. <laughs> Are they really? <laughs> yeah, they're 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 literally twins. Anyway, who the hell? Remember when Phoenix had both Morrises? Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, but they were at least good. Anyway, this going Buffalo out there, and Caleb and his brother. Caleb was a minus eighteen. His brother just went out there for five minutes, a minus eleven. It just won't work, and, and it kind of ruins Bridges too, because now Bridges has to be the one trying to initiate offense off the bench. That won't work, and I don't think this coach is smart enough to know that Rogier or Ball have to be on the court at all times. So. Honestly, they might just have to put Graham on the bench and let him initiate it because he is at least a good passer. Yeah, it's got to be Graham because Graham's the only one who can't say anything because he's been. Yeah, he's got the least ego on the team. We're not yeah. out of those guys, at least. LaMelo probably has the least ego, but there's just the most stuff around him. You already know people were already like start LaMelo, and now he's starting and he scored 34. You can't take him out now, especially after you wanted to shit talk him. And then he came out with the zero turnovers. Yeah. 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 The one thing you were the one thing you were roasting him for. Yep. Done fucked up. Even though LaMelo off the bench was really the one thing that gave them wins. It really was. But we're here now. And I have no problem with it. Dude won't score 34. Someone else gotta do it. Don't (laughs) just don't just don't do it and let LeVar see it. Start him for a minute and then take him out every game so far it doesn't matter. <laughs> Basically. Um, hey man, moving on. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Let's go here. The Magic beat the Bulls 123-119 and what starts our addition of bad teams versus bad teams that equal good matchups. Um in this game, Zach Levine went out there, 9-21, 26 points. He scored late in the game, late in the fourth. Um, Try to get them back in the game. Was at 38 points in the fourth quarter. Um, Kobe White continues. Just, I just, he can't just go out there and shoot 6-17 every game, bro. Minus 15 for him. Gafford was a minus 18, 11 minutes. He was getting abused out there. And they said, you know what? If you can't stop Vucevic anyway, which I don't know why they thought he could, but if you can't stop Vucevic anyway, we'll just put Thaddeus Young out there. And they tried. Thaddeus was a plus 10, but it just wasn't enough. Somehow Sadoransky was a plus 19, probably just because he wasn't Colby White. Um, and so with the magic, man, Vucevic just went crazy on this team. Um, you know, obviously, this is the first game where I think you really see the impact of no window Carter. He could at least been strong enough to do something. Um, but Vucevic, 40. Three points, 19 rebounds, plus 10. Great game for him. My guy, Cole Anthony. Highest plus minus on the team. How many times I got to tell y'all? He'd won. 17 points, nine assists. Seems like he's finally, with no Aaron Gordon out there, he finally is used to his role. Start. He can actually pass the ball. People are not going to do dumb shit. Um, Fournier, 6 of 13 out there. And even though, or Kirkway, minus 17. Ross kind of carried the bench enough to be out there for 30 minutes and only a minus two. Um, Darnell, what'd you see out of this one? Yeah, this game came down to Vucevic. Or, yeah, like 43 points, 19 rebounds. That's domination right there. Like, how how do you even imagine him taking 10 threes in a game? He just had it going. Like, I don't know what kind of matchup 
they tried to throw at him, but it obviously didn't work. Daniel Gafford wasn't the answer. They probably, yeah, like you said, they were missing Wendell Carter. But you expect more out of Lori. I don't know if he got hurt or what, but 17 minutes, mm. that's surprising. Maybe Thaddeus just brought more and was just a better option on the night. He had 15 and 7 and 5, and he played 32 minutes. So it came down to the fourth quarter. Chicago tried to make a run, but they couldn't catch up. And like you said, they got to get more out of Kobe White. He's not playing at the level that they expect him to. They got good production out of Patrick Williams. You can't be mad at 20 points out of a rookie. So that's a bright spot for Chicago. But I didn't expect Orlando to win this game just because they had Aaron Gordon missing, and they proved me wrong. Theory on that, Dom. What were you, what was your, oh, and Lauren Morgan did leave the game with an injury. Um, Dom, what are your thoughts? So, <clears throat> I remember saying this yesterday, and you were like, "Nah, that's not true." And I was like, "It, it really is true." And I'm like, Levine only scores in the fourth quarter. I'm like watching all these games every for the first three quarters. He really only had like six points every time and then the fourth quarter coming he scored like 19 in it it's like he lets it's like he waits for them to be down a lot and then he just tries to fight all the way back it's really like Lori Lori kind of carries them afloat for the first three and then Zach's kind of their closer from what I'm seeing so that's like so if Lori's you know Lori getting hurt that obviously hurt them a lot just because like you know they're missing that offense that Really, not many other people on the team can contribute. As we know with Kobe, he's wildly inconsistent. So, you know, sometimes he'll give you a really good game, but then other times, you know, he'll shoot his six for 17. And then I don't know why Zach can't score in the first three quarters, but. He scored 24 in the fourth, by the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He scored 24 in the fourth. He only had two for the first three. He had he two t- points in the first quarter, and that's it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is about this guy, but he really only scores in the fourth quarter, and he can be clutch with it. He really is. We saw him get the. Uh, it's like in the last minute, he always hits the clutch shot, but then mm-hmm. he always also folds at the end as well. <laughs> it's weird. It's like yeah, it's, it's like, like he hit a tough shot. But then the defense just give up some other great shot. And then they lose. And he walk off the court with his head down. The problem is he's a good scorer, but he's not yeah. a good passer or a good um or a good defender. So, you know, he so he so he'll hit that last shot, huh? And chooses not to score for three quarters of the game. What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> what exactly is he doing? Hey man, I was trying, bro. I was trying to figure out. I was like, this dude averages twenty seven, but I never see him score in the first like half. But I got see he only scores at the end of the. He only scores when the game's over. It's something we say about Jimmy too. But the difference with Jimmy is that Jimmy plays defense. That's really what it. That's really like the main difference. So if you're not gonna be out there scoring and you're not gonna play defense. Then you really are a liability until the until the fourth quarter. You just out there jogging around, and the, my my problem with you saying that about Levine is that implies that he's some sort of closer. When you say he only scores in the fourth, but he is. That's the he, thing. He is he, a 
He, but he's not. He I've hits watched. the no. He, he hits the clutch shots at the end. It's just afterwards, after he hits that shot that like ties it or even puts them up. Then we saw we saw against we saw against the Trailblazers. He he's the one that hit that shot. He's the one that hit the shot to put them up. He they he does that. He hit the free throws last night that made it like a one point game. But then he's so bad at defense and he really can't handle the ball <laughs> that well. So they trap him. He can't move when they trap him. I'll, I'll, I still don't know why the coach didn't call the timeout on that Portland game, but um, why Billy Donovan didn't call the timeout. But they either trap him because he can't dribble that well or they just blow by him and everybody else on defense because the team can't defend anybody. So let me paint the full picture here because, yes, he hit the shot against the Blazers. He also was the one who got tied up and led to the three. That's what I'm saying. You didn't say it though. You were saying it, and I knew that. I just, I just said it. That's literally hard to blame Billy Donovan when it was Levine's fault. Plus, last night I said he should have called a timeout. Yeah, last night got they were close and they were there, but then Zach Levine went up there, took the dumbest, and I know you saw it, took the dumbest layup I've ever seen, missed it, and that was the end of the game. So yeah, Zach Levine can score, and he can kind of sort of close. But, I mean, he was also right there when the Thunder came back from down eight with, like, 50 yeah. seconds to go. So, no, he's not a closer. I'm not going to give him that. Nope. Not he, doing it. He is, but he's not. But if not, he was a closer, weird. they'd be a better team. If he was a closer, they'd be a better I would, team. I would say he's a closer, but he's not, like, an elite closer. Yeah. What's that mean? Like, he's in the role to closer. close the game. Like, no, he's in the role to close the game. Bro, he, he's going to have he, the ball in his hands. He really do make – he really do make them, though. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, he really makes them. They just – they just fold. They be leaving time on the clock because they're all young and – they're all young and inexperienced. So, like, I mean, he's been in the league for a while, but they, they just leave time on the clock, and then as soon as they leave the time, then – like – Remember, remember uh, that game like last year, or even maybe two years ago against Charlotte, where he hit like eleven threes, and he like they like stole the inbound, and then he hit the three on the corner, hit like a fadeaway three, and yeah. beat Charlotte. Like he's capable of closing. He really does hit these shots. Even like I said before, he took the dumbass layup and missed it. He got he he took a three and then got fouled. Went to the foul line, made all three. Like he he does this. He's just he's just not good enough to complete it for the most part. But he did he is their closer. He's just not he's just not good enough to complete to complete the mission. All right, well as long as you can see that he's not good enough, is what I've been saying. Whatever. You can call him a closer, you can call him you can call him whatever you want. He has the title. If he always gonna make the shot though, I can't just sit here and say he keeps he keeps folding missing the, the shots shot. he doesn't always hit the shot i don't know what does always he hits some of them he hits amazing ones you know he reminds me never mind I'm not. <laughs> he, reminds, he reminds me of the guy who hits these amazing game winners but like you watch and you're like damn he can't fold but he puts up these numbers though but it's like damn <laughs> I was like, damn. Damn. You look in well, he got that the one games, you're like, but they're 8-13. and 13. And, yeah, the Bulls have issues where Morgan played like crap. 
They also, I mean, Kobe White plays like garbage. The weird thing is Kobe White plays like garbage. He, Kobe White actually always hits the late three. It's really weird. He just takes Kobe does it too. It's like both of them hit these shots. I don't understand why they. I don't understand be fucking this team. It's the I defense, told you what it really. is. You just you just think he's the he. I don't know. I guess he's the closer because he starts shooting it, but he also misses a shit ton too. If he only had two, it wasn't like he was one for ten. He shot the ball twenty one times. He just was not passing in the fourth quarter, which was fine. They got back in the game, and then late he started taking bad shots and missing them because of what he does. What he does. Sorry. You know what? Yeah, just some truth right there. Yeah. I don't know if that's truth, but that's your perspective. I've been, I've watched them play against, I've watched the Thunder, I've watched the Knicks one, I've watched the Blazers. I watched this one. It's the same thing. They really do be there. You're right. He kind of sort of scores until, until it's like really actually there. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's not even because he can't play. Dude can play. He just takes the dumbest shots late, like the worst. And sometimes they go in and they he look does take stupid shots. And you'll see, and you'll see it all over. Wow, Zach Levine really hit that shit. The problem is, wow, he really keeps taking that shit for no reason, for no reason. Hey man, you know what it is? What it is? I think the the reason. Right, that I've reached this conclusion about Zach Levine was actually a game. Um, you remember, Don, we had the Bulls, Knicks, and actually, yeah, they were just beating him the whole time. The Knicks suddenly came back, bro. Down the stretch of that game, I had what I would call an unnecessary level of anxiety caused by Zach Levine almost choking the game away. <laughs> And, and literally, the and Lori Market, and obviously, as we know, he can't do anything in the fourth because they were just like, we're just not going to let you shoot. So what happened in the fourth, actually, was that Kobe White had to hit the clutch three to really end the game. And then I think they were up because it was, like, tied or they were up one. And then once they were up four, then Zach Levine hit the three that, like, super-duper ended it. But the game was kind of over because Kobe White already hit the shot. They gave him the lead. It was, like, one of those situations. And I was like, damn, Zach, mm. you're supposed to, like – End this shit. End this shit. It should not be this close with the Knicks. But and here's right, same situation against the Magic. Again, a team that isn't very good without one, without like three of their best players. <laughs> Damn, Zach. Well, here's the thing about them, pseudo. It's like it's funny. <clears throat> their games are always close, and it's like when they have a lead. They can't score <laughs> in the end. But when they're down, they can score and try to come back. They're, they're just a weird team. It's just one of those types of situations where, like, we we see other teams like that, too. We saw it with the Pacers against the Sixers when the Pacers had, like, a 20-point lead and just couldn't score for the rest of the game. It's like the Bulls are one of those teams when they're leading. I guess they – I don't know if they put their foot off the gas. I don't know if they just start saying, fuck it, we're going to win anyway. I don't know what happens, but they really just can't score. But then when they're down, they're like, oh, shit, we got to come back, come back, come back. But then they don't be good enough to complete a full comeback. But then they – every game with the Bulls really do just be close as shit for no reason. It's almost like I see now why he wants to stay there. Yeah, you said that. It's because he's going to get credit if they win. not going to get blamed if they lose. 
Yeah. Oh, also, I'll give be like free Zach Levine. You know, just like just like that other guy that just you like were mentioning guy. earlier. No. <laughs> <laughs> even even though Lord, well, that other the- guy closes. That's what makes it weird to me. He can he closes the game. I watch him do it. He consistently closes when other dude ain't there, fucking up everything. <laughs> but man, now. Uh, okay, if we're talking about him, yeah. Thank you, Zach. Appreciate you, man. Surprise teaser right there. Um, moving on, <laughs> the Pelic maybe it depends on how this goes. Moving on, the Pelicans beat the Pacers 114-113. They held on for dear life. The Pacers had a chance down <laughs> down again by one. And Miles Turner had another chance to really end them. If you remember, he had the three that I believe. Yeah, they won the game this last time. That set me on a vendetta of never, ever, ever picking the Pelicans again, but they seem to have righted the ship. Then again, they choke up the late lead. The Pacers have 38 in the last quarter to the Pelicans, 28. And Miles Turner has a shot, goes to the basket. But there he is. He's not the hero they want. He's the hero they need right now. Lonzo Ball at the rim. Going straight up, stopping Miles Turner. Miles Turner misses the layup, and the Pelicans go on to hold on to the win. Zion Williamson, 6 of 12, um, 18 points for him. Brandon Ingram, 12 of 21. He had 30. Eric Bledsoe, but best plus minus of the game. Uh, played 27 minutes. He was a plus 18. For some reason, that remains unclear. Uh, J.J. Raddick, he's 3-3 from deep. It's not the problem isn't the shooting, as we've been over listen to us he's still a minus 15 out there so i guess they're saying we'll play you and not jackson hayes which is fine but they don't have to play either one of these dudes they just play melly and call it a day they refuse to do that um for the pacers hey man it's a bonus 29 minutes 3 of 13 minus 25 yikes um that player of the week looking far and far distant past that possible all-star game aren't are in distance past. Um, oh no, nah, that shit, that shit a wrap. Malcolm Brockton, six of fifteen. He's in my sixteen as well. The bench tried; they were all pluses mainly because they were just attacking JJ Redick. And TJ McConnell, best player of the team, nine points, fifteen assists. Uh, Darnell, what did you see out of this one? Yeah, from Indiana's perspective, I'm just wondering why down the stretch they have to go to Miles Turner so often, like. Where's Brogdon in those moments? Like, you need your shot creators to be able to try to score in those moments. He did make the one big three, but he was 0-5 or 0-4 going into that. And you just need more from Sabonis. Like, I understand they have Zion, and Zion's not going to be easy to move in the post. Because if you watch Sabonis, he normally thrives off players that he can push around he could get his, like, hook shots off, but obviously Zion wasn't having it. And the Pelicans, they happened to hold on. A good performance by Brandon Ingram with his 36 rebounds, seven assists, and they made enough shots. Lonzo was five for nine from three. He had 20. Anytime you get a good Lonzo game, you don't want to waste it. So Pelicans pulled off 114-113 after victory. Yeah, my apologies, Lonzo. I did forget. He was hitting big threes down the stretch. I think he had 10 maximum heading into the fourth. I saw that he had 10 points. He ended up with 20 because he was actually the one hitting the clunch shots. He really yeah. saved the entire game. Um, yeah, he had 13 in the fourth. 
Yeah. All right. Nathan. He watching his brother, bro. He watching that man right in Charlotte being like, you know what? Fuck it. If he gonna do it, you know what? We grew up doing this shit together. <laughs> Basically. But yeah, in my in my pers- in my perceptive, in my perception. And it came right down to that, to that guy, perspective, all that. If it, it came right down to that guy right there. That guy right in Indiana. That guy that takes. I said it last time. He had 33. Like, he was he was scoring. He had an efficient field goal percentage. But I was just like, bro, I hate the way he takes shots. He takes shots so stupid. They really be the dumbest shot. They really be the dumbest looking shots I've ever seen. All he do is take a bunch of deep-ass hooks. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> if it's not going to fall. So, the problem with the shots is that because they're all hooks, you need to hit them. Because if you miss them, you're not getting fouled or anything. Like you're just you're just post hooking people. So if you're not going to create contact, it gotta be automatic. And if that shit not working, that shit just going it's just gonna look trash. And obviously, you know, Stephen Adams out there. Stephen Adams was stronger than Sabonis, so Sabonis wasn't able to even get any rebounds. But you know. You're talking about Malcolm Brogdon got closed. This is this is supposed to be the all-star right here. He got to give me more than eight points, especially if he's not going to get to the – he can't get to the foul line because of the way he shoots. So, hey, man, I'm putting all the blame right on that guy in his minus 25. Yeah, he's pretty all bad. The blame on Sabonis. Yeah, he was bad. All double of it. Not, even, not even double digits. Yeah, that's right. No. All them fu- he missed all the jump hooks, all the stupid ass jump hooks that he takes. Damn, That's down. all the fuck he takes, bro. Run into, run into somebody. Just run into <laughs> somebody and get to the free throw line, bro. Stop, stop turning around, doing dumbass jump hooks all game. That's all he fucking does. <laughs> A bunch of jump hooks and some threes occasionally. But the thing is, he too – the problem with him is he really just too slow. That's really what it comes down to. He ain't got the speed. He's slow as shit, so he really can only rely. He can't He can't get anywhere faster than somebody else, so that's probably why he doesn't try to. And that's really a huge problem for him if he, if he just wants to keep taking that dumbass shot. Damn. Jump hooks are bonus. Dom is not a fan. I'm not a fan at all. Hey, moving on, another close, tight game. The Timberwolves end up beating the Thunder. Obviously, the Thunder, again, like they have all season, missing people, no George Hill. Um, This game, no Shea Gildas-Alexander. They still were right there. Um, Al Horford actually hit a late three that for some reason I knew was going in to tie the game up, but then it was ice in Dane's time. And as much as I say, I don't like how he plays. I had no doubt watching that he was going to hit this one just cause they just, they, it, it almost seemed like the Thunder defenders just didn't expect it. I don't know why I didn't expect dude to just shoot the three. He's sitting right there. You know, he don't want to move anywhere. Always looked stoned. 
He's just going to shoot that <laughs> in your face and the game. And he did just that. D'Angelo Russell ending it as they win 106 103. Hey, man, Timberwolves are 6 and 16, but they've won two of their last three. Let's get hype. Uh, Anthony Edwards did go out there. He was 3 of 14. Uh, minus six. Somehow Malik Beasley was worse as nine and nineteen. These are minus eighteen out there. McDaniel's had zero points in the highest plus minus on the team plus twenty. I guess he's the only <laughs> guy who could play defense. And another classic Ricky Rubio performance. One of four, eight assists, four turnovers. <laughs> Ricky out there. Oh, my God. Um, Al Horford, 10 of 19, 26 points, eight assists, seven rebounds. He really was doing it all. Plus 20 out there. And Diallo, 16 points, 10 assists for him. Uh, Darnell, what would you see in this one? Not a good Al Horford performance. Al Horford has been leading the Thunder in the last few games in the absence of Shea and Lou without Lou Dort out there. And – the Thunder put up a good fight. They put up 103 points. That's not a lot, but the Timberwolves aren't a team that scores a lot of points either. So from their perspective, they had the shot at the end. That's the shot that D'Angelo Russell likes, top of the key, and he made it. That's pretty much the biggest difference of the game. It came down to one basket. You got a good performance offensively from Malik Beasley. He's been their best scorer this year. But that minus 18 is like, that's just awful. So maybe pairing him with a better defender like Jaden McDaniels, that kind of evens out a little bit. So, and maybe it's even in their favor. You you expect Anthony Edwards to give you better than three or 14. But at this point in his career, he's just a score only player. Like he brings nothing else to the table. He, he did give you five assists, which is something that, Many people didn't think he would be able to get this early, especially. So I look for them to try to continue to their little hot streak and try to pull out another victory. Yeah, Dom, what were your thoughts? I like how we're just assuming McDaniels is <laughs> just a good defender. I mean, he went over four with a plus 20. It had to be something. <laughs> He's got. I like his. He's got. He's got the build to be a good defender. I can't yeah. really tell you. I haven't watched his film enough to tell you that he's a great defender. But yeah, I would assume. I, know, I would um, assume he's not too bad. Yeah, I know Kogi is supposed to be the defender on the team and supposed to be pretty good. Um, you know, but really, he must got hurt. It just Kogi. came down to. Hmm. Kogi must got hurt. He only played nine minutes. And the only yeah. problem with Okogi is he, he's a little smaller. No, he got he got benched because he was because he was scoreless. Damn. They <laughs> yeah, they benched him at halftime. <laughs> it was like, all right, bro, you can't come back out here. <laughs> well, they let go out there and not score all in play. Interesting. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's a good point. But really, it just came down to Al had a plus twenty, and the next dude had a plus three. That's really all it came down to. It was really out, out there on an island all by himself. No assistance. I mean, it's going to happen when your three starters are all hurt, when Shea's hurt, Dort's hurt, and Hill is hurt. And, I mean, normally we would assume that, you know, 
the the, the Thunder, they just kind of have that next man up thing. But if everybody can't keep, keep getting hurt, they just can't keep replacing them like that. Yeah, and it's I, not I'm the just, NFL. Like, it's not 90 players on the roster with a practice squad. Yeah. Like. I don't know. Memphis seems to have an NFL roster oh. over there. Memphis definitely got 52 people over there because <laughs> every time somebody gets hurt, somebody comes right back up. And and they and then he can also then he can also shoot and defend just like the rest of them. <laughs> really, all this team, the Memphis whole team just athletic, can shoot threes and can play defense. It's amazing. But um, yeah, I mean Oklahoma State just didn't have the fight firepower to fight with Minnesota. Not that Minnesota has that much firepower themselves, but they at least had D'Angelo Russell. And even though Anthony Edwards was awful out there, I mean he's still a threat. You still see his name, still know he's the number one pick. So that means somebody had to defend him. Yeah. And Malik Beasley, he's been you know he's been keeping up with his excellent season that he's been having so far so amen yeah he might be he might be uh most improved if christian wood misses too much time so we'll see how well jeremy out. grant jeremy i would say jeremy grant over malik beasley but he could be he could be top three yeah. jeremy grant has been going insane in in, in detroit it's a good point. Give it to Lonzo you Ball. Said what? Lonzo Ball most improved. Hey, man, if he keeps it up for sure. I would love to see Lonzo win most improved. Damn, moving on. Yikes. They beat the Wizards 122-95. And you know what? Hey, man. You're ruining our podcast if you go out here and go one of fourteen, bro. You're ruining everything we're trying to build here. You go out there. I mean, I know what happens. Jimmy Butler was like, you know what? You know the fuck what? You're not gonna score today. I don't care. <laughs> he, probably, he didn't care about scoring. Jimmy didn't care about. It. He just said, I'm gonna be out here, I'm gonna pass, I'm gonna vibe, I'm gonna score, I guess if I have to. I'll flop a little bit, I'll get eight free throws. Everybody else, y'all do it. The one thing that won't happen, he not scoring again. <laughs> he just took my man, fan favorite, Bradley Beal, the fuck out of the game. I mean, if Alex Lane going to be the only dude who can score, he's not going to win any games. Alex Lynn, by the way, 7-12, 18 points, five blocks, plus two. Alex Lynn hooping out here. But Bradley Beal, one of 14 one of seven from the field, minus 25. Russell Westbrook tried his best, four of nine, 13. Tried his best, four of nine. Tried his best to make this entertaining, four of nine, six turnovers. He was really giving he, – man, he did his job. Bradley, come on, Brad. Got to give me something, bro. Can't just, can't just be getting just stomped on like this. Like, you can't – I know Jimmy – I know Jimmy's on your ass. Probably looking like, you know, the Olympics – Michael Jordan and Pippen were on Tony Kukoc. He's not letting you move. But damn it. Damn it, Bradley. Damn. You know he can't keep touching the ball. He's just going to throw it away. You got to. <laughs> damn, to. not six turnovers. <laughs> six of them bitches. 
<laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we can't talk about it because Bradley was one of fourteen. Yeah, I know. They were both equally awful. Yeah. So fun if they both lost. That's why they. That's why they both was a minus twenty out there. Yeah, Brad's supposed to be a smooth minus five. Can't be minus twenty five. Even a minus like fifteen would have been cool. <laughs> anyway, the Heat woke up and decided to play Kendrick Nunn. 11 for 17, plus 17. Oh, wow. <laughs> rebounds. The best score. They put Tyler here on the bench. Wow, who said that? I wonder who said put Tyler here on the bench because it would save the whole team. Oh, wait. 17 points for him. Gordon Drogs got to go out there, not have to score, pass the ball, vibe. 22 minutes, plus 22 for him. And plus 29. I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. Um, Darnell, what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, this was the the free Kendrick Nunn game. Like, finally, we got to see Kendrick Nunn play. And he proved why a lot of people have been saying, let this man play. Score 25 and eight, uh, eight rebounds. And Tyler Hero, he's somebody that I think that he got a little – I think the bubble kind of slowed him down a little bit because it showed a glimpse of what he could be. But – people assume that he was that already. And I don't think he's – like, he's not an all-star level player right now. He probably can develop into one. But he's best suited coming off the bench in, like, a super six-man role where he can yeah. score and it's not a lot of pressure. Let him play against some of the backups, some of the backup tools, so he can, you know, see a little – so he's not seeing the best defenders. And Jimmy Butler, he played – Defense tonight made sure Bradley Bill didn't get anything. And when I mean anything, I mean one bucket for seven <laughs> points. Like, how amazing is that? As hot as Bradley Bill's been. So, the Heat, they obviously wanted to prove something. They wanted to prove that they can, they're, they're still right in it in the East. And, and as close as the standings are in the East, they're right. They're right there. They're not too far off. They, they really are. 10. So, Nothing, nothing surprised me here. I mean, something surprised me. <laughs> yeah, obviously, that, that Bradley Bill surprised me, but <laughs> did he win by this score? Didn't surprise me. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> yeah, it just came. I mean, at this point, I think that a play, yeah, I think you, I think I, I agree with y'all. You know, Tyler Hero. A player like Tyra Hero is definitely suited to be off the bench. It was funny because, right, Jason Tatum and Tyler Hero were, like, talking. They had, like, a little Zoom, like, discussion or whatever. And Jason Tatum was, like, it was funny in the bubble. Mind you, he's talking to Tyler. He's, like, it's, it was funny in the bubble because there were a lot of people out there. Well, there were a few people out there who were playing amazing. And then and you were, like, huh, I've never seen you play like this before. <laughs> And then people in the comments were like, damn, he's going to call him a fraud right to his face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think they were, I don't think they were necessarily talking about him as much as they were talking about TJ Warren, but <laughs> yeah, definitely TJ. either way. Def- huh? I said definitely TJ Warren. You said what? It was definitely TJ Warren. I was, I was yeah, they were definitely talking about yeah, 
But for the Wizards, we know the entire franchise, the entire everything comes down onto the shoulders of one man. <laughs> and that one man can't score, can't score seven. The entire, the entire future, past, present comes all down on that man's shoulders. And he, and he just didn't have it today. Jimmy was on his ass. Every Honestly, he was probably getting doubled. He was probably like, it was like, fuck no. He got to beat us. And if there's anything we know, <laughs> he will not be. He will not beat us. <laughs> not unless he's mad at you. Uh, not unless he's mad at you. You know? Yeah, not, not unless you left him, didn't tell him that you were leaving and going to Golden State. Yeah. I just, that's the only way. That's the only way he hates you. Damn it. Bradley, man. Bradley. Yeah, this this had it had potential. It de- this definitely had potential to be the end, as it always does. But he just needed to give us another thirty. Now he just broke his streak for most twenty five point games in um in a row or whatever. Yeah, broke all the streaks. Damn it, Bradley. Anyway, moving on. It's making me sad. Um, <laughs> the Raptors beat the Nets, as we know. Hey man, 123-117, but a huge, huge storyline from this game. Durant was late to the game because of uh, he was getting tested, I believe, right? And then uh-huh. and safety reasons, showed up, came off the bench, and then had to leave the game early because did he get did he test positive? I'm guessing. No, no, somebody positive. around him. Someone somebody around, around him tested positive. Damn, KB. Um, so he had to leave the game. He was a plus 10 in 19 minutes, but they ended up losing because, again, they didn't have him for the majority of the game. Travis came back at the end um, and won this one behind 33 from Siakam, who had 12 of 23, and Kyle Lowry just went off. But, you know, everyone goes off against this team. 12 of 18, a 30.7 assist for him. Um, Fred Van Fleet did struggle for 16, but he had a late three, his only three of the game, which kind of gave him – you know, some space and a big lead. And Boucher, man, put him against Jeff Green. He back. Eight of 14. <laughs> plus 15 off the bench. Dominating. Um, Dom, what were your thoughts on this one? You know, Kyle Lowry and Siakam definitely had an excellent game. We've been, you know, questioning them for a while. But, you know, they definitely came back. And I picked Brooklyn just because I thought losing OG would be, you know, more of an impact, but losing OG was just somebody to try and stop Durant. But if Durant not gonna be there, <laughs> then I mean, I guess it didn't matter. But um, nah, this this whole scenario with Durant is just like this is what this is why this this is really why this whole shit is so stupid, man. It, this shit went so smooth in the bubble, and then now we're going out here, and now you got people going into the game after testing negative. And then you hear somebody test positive. And then they was already in the game, already around everybody. And then already playing in the game with their mask off, all in the hall in the opponent's face, all in the referee's face, everything like that. So let's say he let's say he did wind up having it. He still passed it. Fuck it. Might as well let him might as well let him just stay in the game at that point. If if like there was like there's no way if he if he had it there's no way he didn't pass it. There's literally no way. He already played the game, and now he's and now he's out. Um, now he's also out on Saturday. 
So like this it's it's just the whole that's why this like people were talking about last season, uh, the Mickey Mouse title, the bubble shit. I'm like, I don't know. Cause this cause like now that they're they're all out in the open and everything, and people are really catching it now. Like it's kind of making it even more of a this. The, honestly, I would say this season would have even more of an asterisk than last season. Like they were trying to say, because there's already still no fans. Like there's no difference besides the bubble, besides the fact that all the everybody was there at the same point at the same time. I at least if they don't want to do it for the regular season, fine. But I at least think that for the playoffs that you feel me they they get they just gotta go back into the bubble format i know all the players didn't like it you know paul george expresses you know discontent with it and a bunch of other players said they didn't fuck with it but it's just like bro that's the only way this shit gonna work <clears throat> yeah so I, I, I don't think they'll go back to a bubble i do think that's the safest environment for them but i think at this point after I think everything was so new, so they were willing to go into the bubble because we didn't really have information. But now that it's we've been through it for almost a year now, like there's no way that they're going back to a backwards to a bubble. First of all, I think once it first it costs too much, and I think second of all, it's just logistically having this many players in one bubble is just not going to work. Well, that's why I was saying, like specifically when the playoffs hit. I don't think that Oh, um, okay, playoffs, playoffs. Yeah, I think yeah, that's not, not what this they're point. Do. Yeah, I think that's what I think that's what they have to do because you can't I don't think they really care. But then you got Durant talking it. about free I got you. Then you got people like Durant talking about free me. That's a marquee player right there. Yeah, that's bad. That's a bad talk- look for the NBA. You can't have you can't have one of your top five marquee players talking about free me. Have him have him test negative. Hear somebody test positive. He already in the game playing twenty minutes. You already know he was in people's faces, and that's and then take him out of the game halfway through it. <laughs> and but this is all- the thing. This is the kicker. Like nobody else had to be contact traced. After being around Durant, who was just obviously exposed, like how does that make sense? This, this whole shit is stupid. <laughs> they should have called the game. Like if they like at this at this point, they just don't care. Like they try to pretend like they care, but they don't care. But it was obvious that was just a safe face. Yeah, for sure. But it's just like, bro, it didn't even make sense. He was literally already in the damn game, already in people's faces. Yeah, it's a tricky one. I but I mean, either way, but either way, um, good win for the Raptors. You know, they're back in the playoffs now. They're the seventh seed now, so you know they've been playing really well as of late because they started off the season atrocious, and you know that also brings hope for Miami because teams like you know, let me see who's in the playoffs now, like. Charlotte, Miami can get in over Charlotte. Orlando's done. Cleveland, I'll, I think they're. I think their Cinderella season is over. Same with New York, Chicago. They ain't got it. Miami really the. It's really Miami versus Charlotte at this point, in my opinion. I throw Atlanta in that mix too. Like I, I don't, I don't, I didn't have as much high hopes for Atlanta as a lot of people did. So, I think maybe their Cinderella stories might be coming to an end too. 
Yeah, it could. I think you know who the fuck should? The fucking Pacers. I'm tired of them being in the playoffs. Ass. Get rid of them. so bad. so bad they're going to get in. <laughs> Unless they're actually going to run, then they can get like a 7 AC. Then they at least have to play in the play-in. Then there's a chance. Yeah, I don't know if they'll win the play-in. I don't either. <laughs> fucking suck. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right, man. And our last game of the night, the Celtics beat the Clippers 119-115. Jason Tatum down the stretch went crazy, saving the game. 12 for 27, 5 of 10 from deep, 34 points, 7 rebounds, 4 steals, plus 8. He was really trying to do everything he could. Um, Kemba Walker, 9 for 19 for him out there. He had 24 points and a late layup to really give him the lead. And as you can see, Pritchard came back and they needed him. They had all eight points from him. And, I mean, as long as you don't have to play Waters out there, Carson Edwards as well, back in the rotation. He had 16 off the bench, huge. Um, and for the Clippers, this choke job artist team, they had a big lead in the first quarter and the second quarter. They didn't have Paul George, so we can't blame him. But, you know, I, I realized something. I guess we'll get into it in a little bit. Um, but Kawhi Leonard, 8 for 19, 12 14 for 3 at the line. No threes hit. 28 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. Um, Batum was 6 of 11. He had 16. Another struggling game for Ibaka. 3 of 7 from the field, 1 of 4 from deep. 7.7 rebounds. He's got to be better. But they got 18 points out of Lou Williams. He was 6 of 10 from out there, plus 3, 6 assists. Zubat, seven of seven from the field. Hey, man, this is not a great look for Clippers and one guy. Um, but Darnell, what did you see out there? Yeah, for, for Boston, before we get into the Clippers, Jason Tatum was amazing in the fourth. His 34 points, five of 10 from three. He just had everything going. Kimball Walker with 10 points in the fourth quarter. He had a nice performance, and Carson Edwards throughout the game, like, that 16 points is key. If you can get good Carson Edwards, because defensively, he's going to be a liability. So if he can score, if he's hitting the shots out there, like, let him flow and let him let him stay out there as long as you can. And as long as you're getting positive from Kimba, then that's going to be a good thing. No Jalen Brown. That's another thing. I don't know if you pointed that out. So Oh, I forgot to be a no Jalen Brown. Thank you. Yeah, so this really came down to Kawhi versus Jason Tatum, and Jason Tatum just won the matchup. For for the Clippers, Kawhi had 28 and 11, but it's just not it's just not enough on that type of his efficiency was just not there. Like eight and nineteen is just not good enough. Like on a night where Paul George is out and you're the face of the franchise, like you gotta put them on your back and carry him. Paul or Kawhi Leonard couldn't do it tonight. I think one of the biggest flaws in this game is his passing. And even though he had five assists, like there were plays out there where he was trying to make things happen and he just was making some passes that just weren't there. And he only had three turnovers, but some of the passes just weren't crisp. They weren't. It just further showed to me why he's not a point forward and he's just a traditional small forward. 
Dom, what are your thoughts on this one? I actually disagree. I don't think it was <clears throat> I don't think it was firmly Tatum versus Kawhi because we're also missing somebody very important right there, Kemba Walker. And Kemba Walker has not been excellent. But he can beat motherfucking Reggie Jackson. <laughs> so <laughs> like so like if if the matchup's gonna be Reggie versus versus Kemba, that's really where the difference came to me, honestly. I mean, mi- missing Jason and Jalen and Paul, you know, they kind of mirror each other, and missing Marcus and Patrick, they kind of mirror each other. So then it comes down to, so then like it comes down to you know the point guards, and even though even though Beverly is the point guard, but you know he he he's more that Marcus role where he just takes on the best defender and shoots a bunch of threes. And stuff like that, but really, it comes down to it came down to Kemba versus um versus Reggie, and you know Kemba won that matchup. So I'm not gonna fully put the blame on Kawhi, even though I assume that's what about that's what's about to happen. But hey, man, go ahead, Demetrius. Oh, you assumed correctly because he's getting the blame. First off, it's not just <laughs> Kemba versus Reggie freaking Jackson. Lou Williams was six of ten. Zubac was seven of seven. Morris was five of eleven with three threes. Kanar was five of nine. Batum was six of eleven. Everyone else on the court was efficient. Everyone else gave you really kind of other than I guess you'd say Morris. Reggie. Oh Reggie. Yeah, Reggie played bad. Okay, but he was still only minus five out there. He wasn't getting killed. But Kemba shot nine and nineteen. But Kemba can do that. Kemba's a good player. It's not like he was getting used. Anyway, if you can say that, I mean, you can blame Reggie Jackson if you want to, whatever. How about we blame? How about we look at the best player? And how about we look at if you're going to say Reggie was getting cooked? How about we look at the best player getting? Cooked? I'm not blame. I'm I'm not blaming Reggie. I'm blaming I'm saying... Kawhi. How about that? So let me finish blaming Kawhi because he went out there and got cooked by Jason Tatum, led up 34. All right, and you know what? You know what? I'm kind of realizing why he needs Paul George out there. So someone else gets the attention when he folds because he'd be folding too. You got to finish this. You can't have a lead against a team of no Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and not finish the deal. Only getting guarded by Jason Tatum. They're missing their two best defenders. And they don't have a center. And Jason Tatum said, you know what? I'm going to just score. How about that? And you're supposed to be the better defender. You're supposed to, you are supposed to be the best player on the court. You, We watched you against the next We already – we already said he's not the best defender. We already know it's Patrick Beverly. Pa- Paul Paul George and Patrick Beverly are, this, are the other two defenders, too, on the team. You know that, but maybe not everyone does. And I can't just have you have this fake reputation. And if you do have the fake reputation, we're <laughs> going to keep calling it out because he's still going to get all defensive team because he just will. And mm-hmm. if that's the case, you can't go out there and you can't get killed. You especially – can't keep blowing lead because we always blame Paul George for blowing the lead. Yeah. He had the worst minus on the team. Definitely did. And Batum played two more minutes. So it was not just the minutes. Batum was out there trying to save him and Kawhi was fucking everything up. I don't care. You know what? Yeah, Kawhi. Yes, this is your fault. Learn how to pass. Learn how to make a three in a game that's close, please. Damn, learn how to pass, damn. <laughs> learn how to pass. Obviously, the three turnovers is terrible. Terrible. And you have to be the one because, hey, man, look. Look, 
can't go out there, can't can't get beat on one end, and then not be able to pass the ball, and then not be yeah. the team. They had to lead. Everyone else is doing the job. If Lou, if if Lou and Zubat are going to give you thirty-two and five, you need to win that game. You just have to. I don't care what else is going on. I really don't care about this team because we give Paul George shit for everything, and so does everyone else on social media. And yeah. Paul George is the problem. Paul George is that we can't use it. No, you don't get that excuse. Sorry. Sorry. You also watch Paul George go out there by himself and lose by 50. So, you know what? Finish the game. Finish the job. And I'm starting. I'm very disappointed right now. <laughs> Why? This, you this, don't this, bring that up. Damn. This is, this, is dating, this is dating back to last postseason. Because we know he was right there full and right with him. And at the end of the day, it's I see now almost why he wanted Paul Short. Because, damn it, if I do lose, hey, man, guess we're getting blamed right there. And it won't be me. I mean, here's the thing with Kawhi. We've never really seen Kawhi on a bad team because, you know, he got drafted with the Spurs. And then he got traded to an excellent team in Toronto, where even like where even when he folded against Toronto, you know, he still like in Game Six in the of the finals, he really didn't even play that well. Lowry Lowry was amazing that game. He had this he had like the high, and you know, Golden State was hurt. I still I I personally thought Toronto would have won either way. I just thought Toronto was was the best. Well, I thought Milwaukee was the best team that year. And then, I, and then when Toronto beat them, I just thought that Toronto would have had a better, you know, that I think they would, I think they would have matched with Golden State well. But either way, you mean either you know, way, you mean with the Rosen and not Kawhi? Is that what you mean by either way? No, I mean if 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 um if Durant if Durant and, if Durant and Clay were uh, wait, I think if Durant was there, you thought that the Raptors were going to beat the Warriors? But I thought they had a chance. I didn't think. I didn't think it was as far-fetched as everybody else thought. I thought the Raptors really could have won. The only reason I'm going to disagree with that is because I saw Durant play in the series for literally 10 minutes, score 14 on that, too, <laughs> and they won the game. So, no, I'm not going to agree with you. I think it was very far Because now we're finding out that he can't play defense. And I don't know when that went away. It probably was with that. It was probably with the – it was actually probably with the Zaza ankle. That probably took away the last of his defense. Because in that series against with the Spurs against the Warriors, with the Spurs, he was locking KD down and then scoring. Yeah. I think yeah. after that injury, though, he hasn't been the same defensive player. Because, I mean, like you said, yeah, that's he, true. he stopped Giannis, but now we know that everybody can stop Giannis if you're just strong. And he had help. <laughs> he had Mark was just sitting in the paint, you know, there. And they're like, all right, well, we won't put Pascal. Too, skinny Mark. Yeah. And, and Pascal, well, you know, like, you know, Pascal, if he just going, Pascal learned his spin move from dude. This is before he knew how to do it or how to stop it. So they're like, all right, well, that's not working on him, Giannis. Let's just try, try Kawhi. But, <laughs> but I saw, I lost right there. KD go out there and I was like, oh, the second he was out there, and I was like, oh, he can just score immediately. He didn't even have to dribble. That was a sucky thing, obviously, about, you know, and he really was trying not to move too crazy. He was out there grooving, shooting right over dude. And Kawhi had no answers. None. Zero. Can't. They defense that great. And they would have beat them. But that's just my opinion. 
But, but like I was saying, we never really seen Kawhi with a bad team. So it's hard to – so, like, in this situation, it's hard to say, like, you know, how he would fare if the team wasn't, you know, loaded. But, you know – I can't. I ain't gonna lie. I kind of lost my train of thought when you when you went on that rant. But it's okay. <laughs> yeah. As far as Kawhi being on a bad team, I think that would have probably unlocked his passing ability more because yeah. him playing with better players. I don't know. So that's something that. Having not having Paul George out there, this is like our first glimpse of him against a team or with a team that's not at their best. So we didn't see a great Kawhi Leonard. So maybe that's the thing, maybe not. So I mean, but we also know this thing about Boston. We know we know that there's one player that makes Boston win games and lose them all on his own. And he was right there playing well playing effectively when he plays effectively they win games he really is the whole he's the x factor of the team because just because he can just because he can open the floor just because he opens the floor more when he plays well and yeah i know they had a big lead and everything like that for most of the game we know how they do Kawhi's Kawhi's not a closer as much as we were talking about levine Kawhi is not a closer he, he did he did hit that shot against um Philadelphia but past that he really doesn't do he really doesn't do that like that and it keeps happening over and over and over when he keeps getting clutch moments that's why they keep losing all these games he's not a he's not really like a closer like he's not like a clutch player like that like that he's capable of it obviously but that's not his game but it's weird because when you look at his game he has like he doesn't have a glaring weakness outside of his passing that you would say if he got better right there, he would be a better closer. It's like he has spots that he can get to. Like, if he can get to a mid-range, like, that's almost unstoppable for him. So, it's not like he can't make the shots. But he just it could I just, don't know. <laughs> it, just cut, it could just come down to, you know, that same thing that, you know, goes down with like Harden or whoever like you know he carries he he doesn't always carry the offensive load because he has Paul George right there with him but like sometimes he does and then when he does he just kind of falls through I don't know what it is about I really don't maybe he just gets tired I'll just say it you're not clutch I just I just got done saying he's not clutch. That was the whole thing I just said for like a whole minute. He not clutch he he not clutch he not good at closing he got lucky with a shot into, uh, against uh, Philadelphia. And Lowry closed that game against uh, the, the Warriors in game six. I said all of that. <laughs> I, hey, man, it just took a long time getting it. I was just saying, hey, man, goals. That's it. That's all you have to say. <laughs> but if Kemba, if Kemba going to have a good game out there, man, that's what Boston be needing. Oh. He's trying to throw. He's trying to give backhanded compliments. Bro, it's not backhanded. It's right there. I say it. Every, I literally <laughs> say it every time Boston plays. If Kemba has a good game, 
they win. If he has a bad game, they lose. He's the you know complete what it is X factor. I think it's more so of a net situation where if they have two of them, then two of them can just take all the shots. But if it's three of them, Kemba going to be the one who takes the most bad shots. Because Jalen's shots always look fine. But Kemba got to be the point guard. But this game, he was just more of a common guard. Like, you know what? I just get to shoot. That's why I, I was running. That's why I had the question about the Isaiah Thomas thing. Because this game, he got to be a little bit more like Isaiah Thomas. Got to shoot the ball. Well, I, well, the thing is, though, I just think that they didn't have the defense to guard Kemba. Even if Kawhi and Tatum were on each other, you know, they they both let each other score. So, but um, the thing was, who was there to guard Kemba? There was no, there was no Bev. There was there wasn't even a Paul George, and I don't even think Paul George could have guarded him. So, um. Like it was Reggie, and we know Reggie isn't good on defense, and that we know for a fact lose a liability on defense. So there was just nobody out there to guard Kemba. Kemba can score on Reggie and Lou. <laughs> Terrence Mann played a lot of minutes, so I, I point that out. It's, I mean, wasn't I guess I guess those were his misses came from because as soon as Reggie and Lou were back out there, you know he started eating. <laughs> All right, man. Darnell, game of the night, player of the night, coach of the night, dickhead of the day. All right, my game of the night is Clippers, Celtics. Celtics win 119, 115. My player of the night goes to Jason Tatum, 34 points, seven rebounds, four steals. My coach of the night goes to – I'm going to go with Eric Spolstra just because he found out a way to slow down. I don't want to say he didn't play, so obviously I can't give him too much credit, but I'm still going to do it anyway. But he found out a way to slow down Bradley Beal, which a lot of the players or a lot of coaches haven't been able to do this year. So I'm going to give him credit for that. And my dickhead of the day goes to the NBA. Goes to the NBA for the – Health and safety protocols violated by Kevin Durant. I think that's, that's a perfect stupid. answer. That's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> that was that's just a dumb. Answer. And yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> right, so, um, my uh, game of the day, it would have to be. Um, I would say New Orleans. In Indiana, I would say my player of the day would be Vucevic. I would say my coach of the day would be Quinn Snyder, just because he's just had this team just going crazy, just on a roll, going insane. And I and I think we, <laughs> you know what? I wasn't even thinking about it, but you know what? <laughs> that was that was a perfect answer. I have nobody else <laughs> besides the NBA because that was amazing. They really are dumb as fuck, and I really, I'm really the one that went on that big ass rant about how stupid it was too. So <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There you go NBA. Why the fuck are y'all putting the dude in the game just to take him out in the same game? Just be like, oh, I don't want him to give anybody COVID, nigga. They got it already. <laughs> if he had it. <laughs> Game of the day, Celtics Clippers. Um, my player of the day also to be Vucevic. How did yeah, I, not I never want to give it somebody? 
I got to I got to I'm gonna change mine to Vucevic just because <laughs> his game was just 43 and 18, right? Yeah, 43 and 19. Yeah. 19. Yeah. No, I got to give it to him. There's no one else there. So fuck it, I guess. Vucevic got it. Um, he did go crazy. They had 30 in the first half. Um, coach of the day. I'm actually I'm, I'm going to go I'm going to go Brian Saunders. He's got, you know what? Man, no Carl Anthony Towns. Got to start the rookie who's just going to go out there and miss shots. And they still have won two out of the last <laughs> So, you know what? Because he's going to get some donkey of the days in the future, possibly. Actually, I don't know if he will. But, you know, let's give him coach of the day. My donkey of the day. I'm a little mad Darnell said it because I really was like, oh, it's going to be easy. And no one's going to think of it. And I'm going to get to go last and everything. But it definitely is the NBA for just being dumb. This is being stupid and just ruining the whole game because, you know, you know, to make everything even more complicated, now you got them going on about that, and now people also don't want to do the all-star game, and you're just causing more headaches for yourself. Because what are you going to do, right? Now you've done this, where you take someone out because they possibly were around someone, because they were around someone who got COVID, but then you're going to throw everyone into a mini bubble for an all-star game when they just want to be on vacation. After making them start the season, after like 60 days, nah, this this is you're setting yourself up for a lot of problems. A lot yeah. Of problems. And when De'Aaron Fox said it, people were like, you know what? Eh, he's not gonna make it anyway. Who cares what he got said? But then LeBron said it, niggas like, oh wait, nah, he got a point. <laughs> and now I believe, let me look at it. It was a bunch of other stars that I think I want to say it was. I, I want to say it was Paul George, but I'm not sure. I was like, I know. Kawhi I said something Paul. about it. Yeah, I think James Harden said something about it too. Oh, Kawhi, Kawhi don't say shit. Oh no. Oh, it was it was Kawhi, Harden, damn, and Giannis. Yikes. Oh no. Yeah, they got they. I mean, while we're on the topic though, Giannis got the two MVPs. He said, "I can complain now." <laughs> Fuck this All Star game. Fuck no. While we're on the topic, though, a couple of days ago, the first fan returns from the uh, All-Star game came out and leading the top. I'll just do the top three for every position. So for the for the Western Conference, the top, the top three in the front court were LeBron, Jokic, and Kawhi. The top three guards were Steph, Luka, and Lillard. The top three uh, in the front court in the East were Durant, Giannis, and Embiid. And top three in the uh, top three guards were Beal, Kyrie, and Harden. So, is there anything that y'all would say? Yeah, and then some surprise votes were Clay Thompson, Shea, um, Derek Rose, Andrew Wiggins was seventh for whatever reason, and Carmelo was tenth. So, yeah, part of I got, I think that part of this shows why the the fans should have lesser of an impact on the voting because this is the same Golden State fan base that tried to get Zaza into the All Star game. They have a no, lot bro, of fans. I want Zaza in the All-Star game. I definitely voted no for him. No way. I never <laughs> voted for Zaza in the All-Star game. <laughs> Give the fans but, what they fucking want is their oh, show. no. Zaza, no Zaza Pachuli, a one-time All-Star. <laughs> That's what the fans need. <laughs> yeah, but I he think, needs that least, I think <laughs> he said he needs that. Where is Zaza nowadays, anyway? Somewhere. You know, I think you, know my, he, you know he hid into oblivion after. No more <laughs> tripping people overseas, hurting ankles. I think the interesting part about the East is going to be who's going to start between James Harden and Kyrie. 
Yeah. Damn. Well, I, 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 I personally vote. 15 games. So, neither one of them should start. To be honest. You think Jalen should go above them? I, yes. I, I, don't, I don't think you should start. They're also going to miss half the games. <laughs> Whether by choice or by trade. So, so, you know what? Yes. All right. And on another note, just before we end off, the MVP voting was also announced today. So I'll just go from 10 to 1. So 10th was Tatum. Ninth, tied for ninth were Stephen Lillard. Um, eighth was Luca. Eighth, eighth was Luca. Eighth was Luca. Seventh was Paul George. Six with six was Giannis. Five was Kawhi. Four was Durant. Three was Jokic. Two was Embiid. One was LeBron. Fourth was Durant. Dude, wait. <laughs> for for what? Wait, what the fuck? Why is Stephen? Why? Uh, God, my God, the NBA makes me mad. I already know why LeBron's first because they just want to keep him first. Whatever, fine. They're just going to give it to him this year. That's okay. Whatever. I don't care. Even though it should they're be actually not going to give it to him though. But they are. But but they they're, they're telling really you they're not. They're not. They Trust are. Me, he's not first in voting so already for nothing. What has he done? He put up yeah. forty six on the Cavs. Trust me, he's not going to get the award. I'm almost willing to bet that he doesn't. Shit, how much? Yeah, they're giving it to him. They're telling you, they've been saying it from the jump. We don't give a fuck. What, we don't care if Jokic gets his triple-double. It suddenly does not matter. We don't care if Embiid, they clearly can't win without him. And they're like 13-2 and two with him. We don't care. It's going to LeBron fucking James. Just because we don't want to fuck up again. Even I think either one of those two would be more deserving than Giannis. That's me. And by those two, I mean Embiid and Jokic. That's just my personal opinion on it. Well, then they're giving it to LeBron this year. We'll see. Why? 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 Why are Stephen Lillard tied? That's yeah. Like, why are they still doing this? <laughs> like, why are they? Why are they? <laughs> Steph has got to be top five. But I mean. Here's the thing. Because I kind of zoned out when you said Steph and Dame were tied. I was so much angry. Five, five was Kawhi. Six was Giannis. Seven was Paul George. Eight was Luca. Okay. All right. So uh, Kawhi and Paul can get the fuck out of there. So can Giannis. Yeah. Maybe. So can Luca. They just got like, the best record. No. So can Luca. You can you can throw Luca out there. Oh yeah. They said Luca. Yeah. Luca can go. Yeah. Luca like Luca like 14th in the West. He got to go. With Steph right up there at fifth. I don't know why Durant's even fourth, but I guess because he's the only one that's played. I mean, the Nets are, you know, they're they're second in the East right now, and I guess he has been the steadying force. Even right. even if he, he's never really the best, but mm-hmm. it flip flops between the other two. But he always just right there, and he he is always second. Whether yep. Kyrie's either first <laughs> and Harden's third. Or Harden's first and Kyrie's third, but Durant is always second. Well, I'll give him that. Only second on your own team should you be MVP. If the other two are never first, if the other two keep switching, who's first? All right. So why is AD not in the top ten? AD bad. <laughs> That's why he not AD. AD AD is a defensive player of the year candidate, but MVP fuck no. <laughs> he been garbage. Not garbage, but like garbage in his. 
you know, for what he's His standard. capable of. I just want to – I was – okay. All right, yeah, he has good ass. Got it. But he's definitely a defensive player of the year candidate for sure. He's probably leading. See, probably either him. They're not going to give it to Ben Simmons, but it's either going to be him or Jokic. Him, not Jokic, um, Gobert. It's either going to be Davis or Gobert, most likely. But well, Gobert, Gobert already won that two. Shit if they end up having the best record, even if they're top three, he getting it. Again. He already won two, though. I don't know if they're going to give him a third one. All right. Hey, man. Thank you guys so much for listening, man. Appreciate you guys coming on this edition of Looney Sports. Today was a fun one. Um, tomorrow should be an interesting day as well as we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve games on the NBA docket. A lot of games. And then a lot more good versus no bad versus bad matchups. We got the Hawks Raptors. Who the hell knows going on that one? We got net sixers today. Sadly, though, no KD. So we'll see if the Sixers actually want to try this time around. Um, and a hey man, Blazers, Knicks, who knows who's going to win that one? So a lot of interesting games. And um, for Darnell Jones and Don, this was Demetrius, and thank you so much. Triple D's deuces.